A reading from the book of Numbers. From Mount Hor, the Israelites set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. O Lord, hear my prayer. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. The nations will fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord will build up Zion. He will appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and will not despise their prayer. O Lord, hear my prayer and let my cry come to you. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height. From heaven the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. 
The seed is the word of God. Christ is the sower. All who come to him will live forever. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the people, I am going away, and you will search for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Then the Jews said, is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by saying, where I am going, you cannot come? Jesus said to them, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. They said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, why do I speak to you at all? I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but the one who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own, but I speak these things as the Father instructed me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what is pleasing to him. As Jesus was saying these things, many believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. to offer a special and warm welcome this morning to family members and friends of Bob Mackay, who has passed away. We are going to be laying Bob's ashes to rest at Holy Sepulchre Cemetery right after we are finished Mass today, and the family wanted to come and to honor him and pray for his soul at this Mass. And please join in praying that he will be taken swiftly home to be with our Savior. Bob's funeral mass had been celebrated in London earlier this month. We continue, of course, in our passages from the Gospels, especially from John, to hear of all the conflicts that Jesus ends up with, the Pharisees and scribes and leaders of the people, they, of course, take particular umbrage at anything that he ever says that tends to sound like he's identifying himself with Father God. For fairly obvious reasons, they would take umbrage at that. But that is because their understanding was so very, very severely limited. And certainly, whenever Jesus says anything that begins with the words, I am, that gets their dander up 
very fast because the great I am was the one who revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush and there is but one of him so for Jesus to use that kind of expression I am he for example as he says today or even I am the light of the world, I am the resurrection and the life, I am the living water, I am the good shepherd, all the rest of them. All that kind of thing brings tremendous comfort to those whose hearts are open to receive the message, but slams more and more shut the hearts and minds of those who are determined not to receive Jesus for who he is. Today, of course, he makes a remarkable statement that there will be a realization, of some sort anyway, when you have lifted up the Son of Man. That expression, of course, can mean all kinds of different things. And even Jesus uses it as a play on words sometimes. He can refer to being lifted up as meaning that he is raised up on the cross so that all may gaze up at him on the cross. And we know that all kinds of people had all kinds of different reactions as they looked at Jesus up on the cross, ranging from sorrow and belief through to mockery, through to cruelty, added on to cruelty. But Jesus also refers to being lifted up, especially in John's Gospel, as meaning that he is lifted up in glory, lifted up as in resurrection, as in ascension. And this is that time of year when we begin to always think of how, from the point of view of John's gospel, and indeed of our deepest religious sentiment, the suffering, the passion, the death on the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, and indeed the sending of the Holy Spirit while we're at it, are all basically one act. We can't think of them except as, well, this one we'll honor today, and then there's tomorrow, and then there's next week, and then there's two months from now. But as far as God is concerned, there is no time. There is no distinction. It is one act of salvation. To lift up Jesus on the cross is to lift him up in glory, to lift him up in resurrected life. It is all for our good. And when he used the language of being lifted up, they ought to have remembered that story that we heard in our first reading, where when the bronze serpent was lifted up on the pole and people gazed at it, they were brought to healing. Very ironic, since we tend to think of the serpent in unflattering terms going back to the fall of Adam and Eve in the first place. But that's the whole point. Jesus did not become evil, of course, but he took on himself all the wretchedness and all the evil and all the sinfulness and all the pain that we have generated and endured. Or as Paul was to put it, he who is without sin became sin for our sake, a shocking kind of expression. He took it on himself. He redeemed us by bearing it all. So why not think of him as the serpent raised up? But also 
and more importantly, think of him as the Son of Man, the Son of God, raised up for us. The cross is our salvation. The cross is not simply a decoration, nor is it just simply a memory of something that happened long ago. It is our salvation now and always. And that is exactly why we celebrate it with particular joy at this time of year. The suffering of Christ was not pleasant by any means, but it became for us the source of joy, healing, and life. Eternal life.